Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Bridgepoint Podcast. Uh, today, I'm sitting with Pastor Noel and Pastor Craig for a little impromptu uh, podcast. They actually don't know what question that I asked them, but um, I thought it'd be fun to do this uh, so that way, because sometimes we overthink things, we make them too complicated, and our first reaction sometimes is the best, right? So um, one of the fun things about asking pastors questions is they have most likely been through more um, heard more stories, helped more people, helped a bunch of people get through hard times, and most likely, hopefully, um, they have read the Bible more times than you or I probably have, <laughs> right? So it's a different piece of advice because it's not just their own life; it's what Scripture says, and it's what other people have gone through as well. So there's a wealth of knowledge there. Um, so today, I wanted to sit down with the two of them and ask them some very, very basic questions because. Whether you were new in faith, maybe you got in the church for the first time, maybe you cracked the Bible for the first time, or maybe you're someone who is renewing their faith. So what I mean is you were going to maybe you were going to church, but you weren't really involved in a relationship with Jesus, right? So you just go on Sundays because you're supposed to. Uh, you put it on your TV. Your friends all go to church, so you do that as well. But your faith isn't really there, right? If I asked you who is Jesus in your life, you wouldn't be able to answer it. Right, you just say, "Oh, Jesus saved me," or something like that. Right. So today, I wanted to ask Pastor Noel and Pastor Craig um, questions to help you. Right. So here you are. You want to get to a different level in your faith. You see how that makes you happier in your life. Um, how there is these holes that, or these issues that are kind of gnawing at you, and you understand that Jesus is the answer. Or maybe you're wondering if Jesus is the answer. So what do you do next? Right. So let's imagine. So, uh, Noel and Craig, let's imagine I just went to Bridgepoint for the first time. Um, I used to go to church when I was growing up. I was an altar boy, all true things. And then as soon as I went to college, I stopped going to church. And here I am. I'm in my 30s. I'm at church. I'm excited about who this Jesus person is. and I want to know more. So here I am, first day at church. Church service is over. I really appreciate it. I felt something different. Um, and I'm excited to kind of find out what to do next. So what would you recommend for me? What would be the next thing I do? I think I would, uh, first, I'd be so excited that you came to church, uh, that you actually came to church. I think that's a, that's a big step that, you know, you came to church. And, uh, and uh, you know, Christianity is not, is not complicated. To walk with Jesus is a relationship. It's like, it's like Dave and Craig. We are, we are friends and we've, we, we are sitting here. We are talking with each other. So, uh, imagine, um, I like to read the Bible a lot. And I imagine the Bible to be like uh, God's, someone told me that God's love letter to me. And uh, so so I would open it and, and just read it like someone is really talking to me. And, uh, and uh, you know, see, see the, the things that are being said in there. I did this when I was uh, first a Christian and uh, seven, when I was 17, that's a long time ago. And... So it's amazing how, as I just started reading, it's um, when things in my life began to, to change over time. Because uh, I was relating with this person here. Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I would say. Okay. So yeah. reading the Bible. So what, where should I start? Yeah. Craig, I don't know where I would start. I, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I
there are many places where you could start, but yeah. I would start with the New Testament. Maybe uh, because I'm in New Jersey, I'll start reading the book of Mark because I think Mark is from Jersey. Like he's, <laughs> everything about him is he's immediately. You, when yeah. you read the book of Mark, you see the word immediately like coming up so many times. So here in Jersey, we want to do our things like right now. And Mark is, he's just, he's immediate. I don't know, Craig, what you would say. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the first question, actually, I would say ask questions. Um, I think, you know, no question is really dumb because when you're yeah. trying to find something out, I think, you know, because I was thinking about, you know, you're talking about uh, it was a relationship. And when I think about, when I read the Bible, when I read the New Testament and the Gospels, I, I see them walking. Together. Yeah. I see them talking. I just see them relating. And s- tough stuff comes up uh, in those different conversations. And I think so uh, start talking to you know pastors or to friends that you know that have a relationship with Jesus and ask the questions. Ask the, ask the, ask the even the hard questions. And it's okay if somebody says, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I would agree with you. I think if you start reading... The book of Mark is a really good place for a New Jersey attitude because <laughs> it is just like we want to get everywhere, you know, five minutes ago. And so Mark just marches you through yeah. all the different things. And uh, it's, it's, you know, I think it's a really good place to start. But any place to start. I actually love the book of Genesis because I love beginnings. And I love to where 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 it all began. Where it all began. That's yeah. where my head always goes. If, I, yeah. if I'm thinking about... What did God create, and how did, and what did He want? Yeah, I go back to the beginning and see what He wanted, and that helps me to figure out where I need to get to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, some of the Older Testament books uh, might be a little rough to read at first. So I, <laughs> I, I would definitely go to you know the Book of Mark and then the Book of the Acts. Book of, yeah, the Book of Acts is another mm-hmm. one that really is. You know, fast paced. Yeah, Acts is really just a story, and it's it's like it's like watching a movie. It's like yeah. a series. Like yeah. you're just seeing these guys there, there they're moving from one city to another, and you know they're in jail, and this going on. It's really, uh, it's an action action book. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. All right, so Mark, Acts, we had Genesis in there too. Uh, I had to throw that in. Yeah, Um, and then asking questions. So if you're listening to this and you you have questions, um, you can always message us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, or you can also email us at info at bridgepointnj.com, or you can also email Craig directly at craig at bridgepointnj.com or noel at bridgepointnj.com. Um, we're more than happy to get on the phone with you, email back and forth, meet in person, meet on Zoom to answer some of those questions. Because I think that's something, um, I think for me personally, when my faith renewed is I felt like I didn't, I didn't have the ability to ask the quote unquote people in charge questions because yeah. it just seems so far away from me, yeah. right? Yeah. There's this person yeah. on stage. You don't yeah. realize that they're just a person, right? You pretend like they're perfect, but they're really not, right? Yeah. We all make mistakes, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's a good thing to realize that it's uh, if you need help or you have questions, whatever that question might be, maybe a challenge that um, Pastor Noah and Craig, Pastor Craig are here to answer it if they can or to seek out other people that might be able to help you as well too. So I think that's a fantastic thing. So here I am. I've started to read the Bible, right? So the Bible talks about praying and everything, yeah. right? Community. What if... 
if you could tell me what to do next once I started reading the Bible, what would you tell me to do? What would be the next thing if I wanted to develop my faith more, get some more of my questions answered? So here I'm reading the Bible. I've asked the two of you some questions. What's the next thing that you would love to see me do? I mean, it, it's, it may sound a little scary, you know, uh, but I would say to uh, share what you're reading with someone, you know, like you find a friend and just talk through, say, hey, I'm reading this and it's, uh, this is what I'm learning. And that may sound a little scary, if, especially if you, you feel like, you know, you really don't know this Christian thing much. And, uh, uh, but I would encourage you to do that. And, uh, and also, like Craig said, ask questions. Like there are some things which will, um, what I like to do when I'm reading, and I'm, I'm old school, so I still read from like the paper Bible. Uh, so I would put like a question mark on the, on the margins if I have a question about something. And, I, you know, um, so, but really, I think the next step for me will be, uh, I want to share or I want to uh, discuss what I'm learning with someone. So, so like maybe join a connect group. That would be something I would encourage someone to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I and uh, I would go with prayer actually, because uh, as we talked about before, you know, this is a relationship. So, prayer sounds like a church word, and it is, I guess, a church word. <clears throat> but it basically is just talking to God, yeah. and uh, so uh, I, there's no other way. Uh, well, there's lots of different ways to, to relate with people, uh, but to relate with God, also praying and uh, sharing your heart. Um, there's many places in the Bible where people prayed and then God answered. Yeah. And if you're looking to see if God's really there, um, he, uh, he is interested in, 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 in uh, answering your prayer. So praying is another way that, you know, is another step that you can take. And uh, you can do that alone. Um, lots of people do it alone, and, and it's encouraged to do alone. You also could uh, pray with other people, um, and that's you know just another step that that also builds a little bit of community. All right. So connect groups sharing. Right. So yeah. I would highly recommend connect groups because it's uh, most people at the connect group have gone through what you're going through mm-hmm. or in the process as well. So yeah. it's a, it's yeah. a nice supportive community group, right? That will help you kind of on your path. Yeah. I think, again, it's one of those things that's kind of lost in a fast-paced community is the idea of slowing down to talk to each other, Yeah, <laughs> which it actually feels really good when you do it, yeah. and then prayer. And I think the for me, the important part of prayer was that there was no perfect prayer. There was no correct prayer. Right. No. Right? The whole idea of a conversation, Yeah, there's yeah. no, you're not going to mess it up. Right. Yeah. Right? You're not going to mess it up. Um, and I actually learned recently that the idea of perfection is the lowest standard that you can set because you know it's unachievable as a human being. Hmm. Yeah. So it's actually, wow. it's not That's... setting yourself up for failure, it's setting yourself up to never do anything. Yeah. Which is interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Which is a tough thing for me to hear, yeah. <laughs> but it was really good. Um, and then the whole idea that prayer is a conversation, right? There's not a, uh, you must do it in this order. You must say these words. You must do it this way. You must yeah. be doing this, doing that. Um, you can pray anywhere at any time. You probably yeah, prayed before, but you just didn't know it. That's such, a, <laughs> that's such a, a big, I mean, like you can pray anywhere. I like to pray when I'm driving, when I'm walking. I mean, you, know, you don't have to like even close your eyes. Right. Uh, like when I'm walking, I just, you know, something comes up in my mind and I pray about it. I say, Jesus, uh, there's this uh, thing that is going on in my heart right now. Could you help me with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. yeah. And I highly recommend not closing your eyes while you're driving. driving. <laughs> while you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. 
I used oh, to do okay. a lot That's... of praying while I was driving. In, and in... you close your eyes? No, I, did, I didn't close my That's eyes. No, uh, yeah. The little Jesus take the wheel time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, no, don't yeah. do that. Don't I never do that. went with the faith thing on that. You know? Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do so, that. Yeah. Um, because yeah, if you think about it, all the times you probably said in your mind, God help me. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we, we all kind of say that yeah. at some point yeah. in time. Yeah. Or, That's prayer. Or you're saying, you know, how am I going to get through this? You're talking to someone. Mm-hmm. Right? You're talking to someone. Um, so connect groups. So if you're out there, you're looking for connect groups, just head over to bridgepointnj.com and you'll see a whole connect group section for there. And there's all different descriptions, uh, whether you're married, single, older, younger, with kids, no kids, we'll have some options there to help you. If you need help with choosing one, you can always reach out to us again. All right. So here we are. So what been going to church, going to connect groups, developing my faith, praying, what is something I know people have gone to that point yeah. and then they kind of settle and fizzle out. They settle and fizzle out. So what do you think is sometimes I call them the bottle rocket Christian, whereas they learn about Jesus, they learn about God. They're super excited. They skip around the Bible everywhere. They're telling everyone about Jesus. They show up to every event, but they're like a bottle rocket where it's, and then they yeah, blow they, up and you never see them again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think I know what's missing from this kind of journey of faith, but I'm curious to hear what, what you think kind of the next step should be for someone, something that, something that they need in their life to help them with this journey to be a more mature follower of Mm -hmm. Jesus. Kind of what's the, I, I'm trying not to say it, but I think I know what it is. I I would say serving, um, uh, you know, there's nothing greater uh, than serving, you know, your fellow man. And, um, uh, Jesus said to be the greatest in the kingdom, you have to be a servant of all. So serving is something that you never, you never graduate from, right? You know, um, I'm the oldest of this group here, and uh, you, had to, you had to say that. Ah, uh, well, you know, I just I took it. You, know, we, we you can't all, you can't see me, but I got the most gray in my beard. We all have gray. Yeah, we all have gray. We all have I gray. have the most. Yeah. Gray. <laughs> Dave has been alive as long as I've been married, so, that, <laughs> so that's that's you know the real clue there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say that you know you never stop serving, and um, you know I now have kids who have kids, so I, that means I have grandkids, and uh, I was serving my grandkids and doing things. I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, you know the world would have it the other way around. The kids should be serving me, but really. If, if you're in the kingdom of God, if you if you want to really grow, it's, it's, it's to me, it's serving. It's serving all and not seeing anybody uh, differently because God made all and he He made them in, in, in his image. Therefore, we need to honor what God has made. So, and Jesus told us to serve. And I think that that, to me, that's a lot of times a missing ingredient. Uh, and especially in our society, mm-hmm. in this uh, individualistic, I deserve this, I deserve that. Uh, yeah. We forget about serving one another. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my answer. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. You know, the greatest commandment, you know, love God with all your heart and everything that you got. And also love your neighbors yourself, which mm-hmm. is really serving. Jesus said that. And uh, he was talking to a, a certain lawyer who was asking him questions. And then he gave a parable. It's called the parable of the Good Samaritan. And he 
you know, uh, he talked about this guy who was beaten on the side of the road, left near dead, and uh, and he was helped by someone who who was not a, a who noticed him. I think I think one of the things that we need to to do in our lives is to slow down enough so that we can serve others. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so much goal oriented about myself. I want to get things done. And I don't notice uh, uh, people who might need uh, help. Yeah. So I think um, I think that that that's something we need to. I would encourage us to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other part is just giving. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, uh, give. Like, uh, do you have an extra coat? Like right now we are go- getting into the cold weather. There's probably someone who doesn't have a coat. Do you have socks? It's probably someone who doesn't have that. So, so um, give those, those. And I found that those kinds of things, giving and serving, they do more to me than, mm-hmm. than sometimes than to the person. It's like they, there's right. so much joy and refreshing refreshment that comes out of that. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. And then I was just thinking about your your Good Samaritan thing because. The two other people that passed by in that parable were religious people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes we can, uh, as religious people, we can get stuck into, well, this is what we do and that's how we serve. But it sometimes it's very practical. And I think that that gets to your giving point. Yeah. Because yeah. the person that noticed the person that was in need was a person that was willing to give. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I think that. Sometimes we can get, uh, you know, <clears throat> as Dave said in the early on, he wanted to surprise us with some questions. He didn't <laughs> want us to overthink it. I think sometimes in that we, parable there was some over- overthinking. There was overthinking going on because actually those two guys would have broken the law if yeah. they actually did what they knew what was right to do. Yeah. So it's like I think I think you're right, Dave. I think overthinking is is is, uh, is actually something that's bad for us and uh yes so we need to we need to serve and we need to give and uh to be that kind of people so yeah so i want to hear your answer because you have not told me your answer and i'm curious (laughs) well i'm the non-pastor here (laughs) uh one quick thing you talk about overthinking so this is one of the way one of the things one of the ways it was explained to me how overthinking uh stops you from doing god's work in some way shape or form so uh to me for me, I had to switch my mindset from someone needs help, it's interrupting my day, to someone needs help, it's an opportunity for me to love my neighbor yeah, and yeah. show someone uh, yeah, yeah. love with nothing expected in return. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. So it's a very different, yeah. different you know, yeah. interrupted my favorite Netflix show. Yeah. Things like that happen, right? People say no to things so they can sit on a couch in sweatpants yeah. and eat yeah. bad food that's making them sicker <laughs> yeah. in a position that's hurting their back <laughs> instead of spending some time with someone who actually needs help, Fucked right? Yeah. And then they wonder why no one calls them anymore. Yeah, I was that person, right? I was that person. So, um, But the way it was explained to me was that if you're overthinking, it's because you care so much what other people are going to think and if you care what they think of you, it's a sign of pride. It's not a sign of... It's not a sign of humility. Some, humility. Yeah. yeah. So it's very hard. We, have, we all have these insecurities. And so you're so concerned about what people think, but it's hard to just get that out. Just yeah. get that out. Yeah. It's hard. It's so super hard. Uh, so what I was going to say was the, the concept and the idea of having a mentor. 
Yeah. Or even yeah. a spiritual coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for me personally, yeah. I knew I had certain mentors in my life that guided me through things. So whether it was in sports, in school, in college, in relationships, and then all of a sudden you learn about God and Jesus, mm-hmm. and there was always someone there who was helping you. Yeah. And I'm not saying that pastors should mentor every single person that walks through the door of their church because that is an impossible That's feat. Impossible. And the pastor is going to end up hating everyone. We don't want that. Because no. it does. You just start you – start, uh, even me. So I own a gym and there's times where all of a sudden I am angry with people asking me for help who have taken time out of their day to drive to my gym and pay me money to work out. And I'm like, oh, this person's making me help them. <laughs> I just wanted five minutes to sit by myself. Yeah. You know? It's so it's a funny concept. But that it's a kind of a natural thing that you have to kind of fight your flesh on a little bit, right? Um, so I know for me, people, because you're vulnerable and you have to almost submit to someone else and submit to them holding you to a standard that maybe you don't have now, but you want for your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. The idea mm-hmm. of having someone help to this idea of discipleship, right? Where you hold each other accountable. Each other. Yeah. Right? Uh, some of the books for guys, they call it, uh, what's the name of it? Is it Iron Sharpen Iron? Yeah, Iron Sharpen Iron, but they have yeah. a name for it where it's not an accountability group. Um, but essentially, it's the people that you allow to call you out when you fall short of what you want your life to be. Right. And I think yeah. so many of us don't have that, partially because we hide now inside way more, even before COVID. On social media, everyone pretends to be perfect, so you never show any of your faults. And again, this idea that we're supposed to have it all together, when the truth is, we none don't of us have it all, all together. Have it together. Have it together. So yeah. I think for me, at some point in time, when people start hitting that wall, and they're depending on themselves for too many answers, or they're not listening to certain people in their life anymore, you have to find someone that maybe is where you want to be, or has a certain knowledge that you wish you had, or a certain understanding that you wish you had on life and the idea of living life as a follower of Jesus, that it's very hard for people to submit to that, that idea. Yeah. It's hard enough for people to submit to Jesus. Yeah. Right. That's why we see people when they do worship, their hands are on their side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. uh, I heard a story. um, There's a pastor talking about the idea of what raising your hands and the idea of submitting to God and worshiping God. And there was a military guy that's, you don't submit to anyone right? You never bow. You never break. You're always fighting. And it took him forever just to release release and and let God in fully. Wow. I think part of that is we don't like the idea of submitting to anyone and being super vulnerable. But I think that's where the most growth happens and you actually work through the issues that you need to work through. Yeah. I think vulnerability is a hard thing too. It's, it's, it's rough. Yeah. And, um, I really like that idea of having a mentor. You see that in the whole Bible. It's, it's, yep. it's like it's everywhere. I mean, yep. Jesus and his disciples, he mentored them for three years. And then he, he gave them the tasks of what to do. We read about the, the big Apostle Paul. You know, Apostle Paul was mentored by, yep. by, by this. Uh, we don't know much about him. We know very little about him by a guy called Barnabas. And then the Apostle Paul mentored a guy called Timothy. And uh, mm-hmm. so I think it's just, um, uh, Dave, you're really spot on on that, on yeah. uh, having a mentor. Like you, someone to look up to. 
but I would rather I'll, I'll also add that there is someone looking up to you. You know, mm-hmm. Absolutely, there's, there's yeah. always someone looking at someone watching. Like, yeah. Someone's yeah. watching you. Like I think, um, uh, you know, that up to today, I have some people I'm looking up to, and uh, I I can see my kids are, are watching me. Right? Some things that I do, they do. It's it's, it's very interesting how that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of we talked about this a little bit on the ride down yeah. that everyone, so we're in a knowledge society. Everyone has a ton of knowledge, not much wisdom. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. people think that they're going to mentor because they listen to podcasts or they read a book or they watch a YouTube video, but real mentorship, it's two people communicating. It's not one person listening. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah. we've tried to replace an actual live person with technology kind of trying to be our, Oh, that relates to me. I like that. I'm going to go with this. Yeah. Instead of someone who really knows you, yeah. really knows your fears. Yeah. And the mentor doesn't need to be perfect because, again, there's no perfect people. There's right? no perfect mentor. But that yeah. needs to be someone that you believe and you trust with yeah. your vulnerability and your pain that can help you yeah. kind of get through this thing. Because there's uh, – you ever hear the four windows? The four windows? It's uh, – how so imagine that, four windows. Is that like the Johari window? Is that what you're – I'm not sure. I don't remember all the details. I just remember the main point of it. Okay. It's the how you see yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. It's the same thing. How your yeah. friends see you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who you really are and how God sees you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So there is all these different windows, but you need yeah. to find someone that's going to see you and be uh, an advocate for your future self. Mm-hmm. So I also learned your future self doesn't care how you feel today. <laughs> just, yourself, and and that's the same thing. Remember when I, when Jesus uh, recruited Peter, mm-hmm. he told him, uh, "You're you're Simon, yeah, but you will be Peter." In other words, Simon yeah. is a, you're a little pebble. You're you're not even you're you're not strong, but you're going to be a rock. So so Jesus was was calling his mm-hmm. future self. Yeah, right. It's like this is who you are today, but hang on, Pete. Uh, Three years from today, you're going to be the rock. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, that that's what mentorship is <clears throat> supposed to be doing, is actually calling pre- people to the next, to their next mm-hmm. level. Yeah. And yeah. to yeah. their next level. And yeah. that's what it's always been about. That's why, you know, what I really, really like uh, about what I see the Holy Spirit's job is, is always calling us forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so, we're, you know, if, if church is really happening right, yeah, we might be doing some things wrong and things, but we're constantly looking at what's what is God calling us to, and how can we get there? And yeah. I think that that's that's yeah. an important part. So I think mentoring is a huge way that that happens. I think that even happens sometimes when there's not even an official mentoring yep. going on. If we start to start to really do those things and start to hear, you know. So, uh, in the world I work in during the day, they call it virtuosity. It's doing the common uncommonly well. So it's the idea of just always trying to get a little bit better, a little bit better, yeah, a little bit better all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's everyone should have kind of like a mantra, right? We're talking about Psalm 73, 28, yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that, or when you stress out. And so yeah. throughout the whole Bible, there's all sorts of scripture. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There's so many things that are... Hey, I understand you feel this way, but this is who you it's, really are. Yeah. This is who you are. You need to step into it. Yeah. Move yeah. forward into it. Yeah. Move forward. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. But again, thank you for sitting down. 
Appreciate it. I have no more surprise questions for you. No more surprise questions. It was fun. All right. Yeah, so I, yeah, um, yeah. My goal with this is I wanted to kind of lay out a little bit of a track or path for people. Yeah. Right. So they kind of know what to do next because confusion, confusion kills, right? It's halts progress. It stops people from moving forward if you're confused. So I was hoping to get some, a little bit of clarity for anyone that is somewhere in this process, what to look out for next and the next way to kind of develop a better relationship with Jesus. So thank you so much for everyone listening. Please share, subscribe. Um, You can always follow us on social media at BridgepointNJ or uh, you can always check out our site, BridgepointNJ.com. So thank you very much, Pastor Craig and Pastor Noel. Thank you. It was fun. It was fun. Thank you, Dave. All right. Talk to everyone soon, which I just realized I never say who I am ever when I introduce any of the podcasts (laughs) or anything. So now you know my name is Dave. (laughs) Talk to everyone soon. All right.